play techno, as long as it's of a certain, the crowd love it, you know, as long as you don't, you know, abuse them, you know, and, and it was it was one of the nicest gig I've played at for years. And I enjoyed as well. Sure, sure. And I could imagine, because you're a bit older than some of us in the sense, in the time when, let's say, for around the time of 77, 78, when this disco thing was at its full glory, okay? Yeah. You're setting precedence and also admirers of, are now learning what you're laying out for us. Mm. They're taking in going home and practicing. Think about yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? And the other question would have been, if I can give you, put you in a time machine going back to that time, would you ever dream now to be sitting here telling me I was at MFSB dancing my behind off no. at this age, right? No, 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 no. Nobody would have told you we would ever be doing this as long and keep pushing the barriers. Like yeah. there is no age limit. No, no, no. I, and I still love it. But do you know what? I don't know about you. I still love new music. So do I. But yeah, exactly. Now, Paul. But there's a lot of guys. They go. They get locked. You know. You know. It's like no, it's never be like the sixties. Oh, I'll never be like the seventies. And then, and that's that's where you stay forever. But I always remember with Paul. Paul and I used to go around each other's house and play music. We'd always be playing each other new music. I mean, I didn't, I didn't get the hip hop thing. It, that that wasn't my bag, you know. I liked I liked Mantronics and a, a couple of other bits, but the whole um, hip hop thing just over my head. And I don't think it's right to try and play that sort of music if you haven't got a passion for it. You're just you're just faking it, aren't you? Um, but you know, I I embraced the house thing. And the beautiful thing with the house thing was, I mean, I love fast music. So when I was at Flicks. And I started, you know, Marshall Jefferson coming and, and Daryl Pan, you know, not, not PA, but I bought those records in Groove Records. Now, because I was mixing then, I could mix that in. Now, if I'd have just played it cold, everyone would go, oh, I don't know, there's some more cough. If, you're, if you've got them going like this and you bring something in and they can carry on going like this, you might get to play the whole record. And if they are going to start disappearing, then you can bring in something else again that they know. And, and that was a for me a great way of it i loved house music when it comes hey man, but that's for, so again let's talk about the transition the beginning of flicks which starts in 1977 78 78 sorry excuse me wrong wrong you 78 is not house music yet no 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 disco funk and uh jazz funk disco funk jazz funk yeah. High tension. But even, even then, I used to love, I mean, it's, it was almost a guilty pleasure. There would sometimes be some, uh, not high energy tracks, but there would be some uh, a gay tempo tracks. I, I mean, can't remember. I remember um, the Village People. There was a track on the San Francisco, um, and it had uh, Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. I remember such a great track. And I could play it for a while and until it become village people and then it, it wasn't so cool to play it. But, I mean, what a, what a great tune that was, you know, in Hollywood, you know. But so my, one of my guilty pleasures was some of this high-energy, fast fast disco stuff, which I loved, you know. Um, but then, you know, disco got to the point where it become a bit, you know, people had had enough of it. It, was, uh, it had to become a more... Um, Chunky, funky, you know, Luther Vandrossi sort of um, sort of thing, you know. So it was a, a new a new kind of a, a disco, you know, a, a new sort of mellower, you know. How did you wind up getting in there in flicks when it opened? How how did this transpire? With now, that was that was what I'm saying. A, a girl a girlfriend at the time had seen oh, a license right? request, you know, and she said, "There's a place opening up." In, in Dartford, you know, and I said, get us the address. And so it used to be a, a cinema. And of course, flicks is, you know, is an, another term for, you know, movies or, you know. So he called it flicks. And uh, I say he came down and saw me at a place in Gravesend in 78. And he went, yeah, I wanted to work at the club. So I was in there first door, you know. 
And we did we did so many things there. So we had a new romantic night. We had a rollerblading night there once. We had a teenage disco night. We had bride to be night. We had a a, a jazz band night on Sundays. wasn't that successful. But you know, we were we were running six nights a week. You know, which is cold. Wouldn't you love to have that in a club now? Six nights a week. You just can't do it. You can't do it. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> How does that work? How does because people don't need to understand that. You're going to work six nights a week. How do you stay sane? How do you... Yeah, but over here, they always finish at two o'clock or one o'clock in the week. Ah, you know? everybody. Uh, it's, not, it's not like America, you know. But I've got to I'll tell you a funny story because um, I heard you talking last week about the garage. And, and this is... I, I, I get embarrassed at this story. When, um, around... Before we had the fire, or when we had the fire, um, Mike Keem, who owned Flex, had said to me, uh, I was talking about America, I said, you know, and I was always moaning about the, the, um, the sound there, you know, and I'd put my speakers in there, but it was a big room, you know, 900 people, and I was like, you should have a really good sound. I said, it's a place in America called Paradise Garage, you know, it's got, got this big sound system. And he said, right, let, let's go to America and check out a few clubs. So we went there in, I think it was 80 or 81, went to... Red Parrot, and did a, we had a list of clubs to go to. And one of them was Paradise Garage. So we've gone there at half past 11, walked in. I remember going through that tunnel, all the strobe lights are going off, and I'm like, I'm fucking, I'm like, wow. And with their partners, and I walked in and we're standing there. Didn't know it was a gay club either. And uh, not that that's important, but we, we didn't know. And the, the guys with shorts on and everything. And I looked at this. Fucking, look, look, sorry, right. I looked at the I looked at the sound system in there, and it always reminded me. It always reminded me of like a, a V twelve just ticking over, you know, like you could you could see and feel the power that was there, and it wasn't even running. And I stood there, and it was like I could I could have been orgasming just thinking, oh, what's this going to be? And I turned around to my partner, who's the owner, and I went, "This is really sad to see the ending of a club like this. It used to be the biggest." <laughs> Just bleeding open. It's just, it's just people. You say, everyone, it's not happening. It's dead. No, no, no yeah, I did. I'm not like, oh, this is really sad. It's sad. When I got home, I turned around. What time did you go? I said, oh, I said, no, just open the doors. It doesn't close till six or eight in the morning. I'm like, right. oh. He's thinking it's going to be closing at two. Of course it is. Come, you know, and of course, that was the other thing in, in America. None of these clubs are serving food. And we were just saying, this is stupid in our country. <laughs> to serve bloody food. Why do you want? And comes in America, and everyone's going, well, why do you want to go to a nightclub and have food? You want to have food, you go to a restaurant. And you want, yeah, of course. <laughs> Not in England. Got to give them a basket meal. It's like, what the? You know, that's how, that's how messed up this country is. If <laughs> it was, you know. Wait a minute. So the owners got a chance to see the system i guess you got to hear the other places like red parrot and stuff yeah 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 we, we did and we it, I'm, I'm gonna be honest mike king was a very forward thing you know look he, 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 he knew the club baby pink and baby blue you know the oh, vision yeah. that he had everybody hang on <sighs> we did that's a retrofit hang on yeah. oh the flicks refurbishment everyone yeah i mean that's it looked beautiful it was just so bright and that lighting boom used to go up and down you know into the ceiling and, and you know it was impressive but um you know but anyhow we managed to talk him in uh you know it, it, we had this re re refit with the sound and a guy came in and purposely uh, built the sound system we had a big base cabinet by the um by the dance floor, which they called Big Bertha. And we had to put a drink shelf on it in the end because all the girls <laughs> used to sit on it. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, so <laughs> put, put a drink shelf on it in the end. To, and uh, so then that that was, and which of course you asked me, recently you asked me about the system. That was a purpose built for the room. And then it came into its own, um, you know, we had the, and I used to have some, there was a, I used to do some gamesmanship on that because um, before I went on, I, the graphic equaliser was off. And then as, as I'd walk into the, to, to the booth, because I worked in a cage, keep people away from me, and, um, yeah. and, them, and me away from them. And, uh, and as I'd go in, I'd 
I put the record on, just click the graphic equalizer on, and everyone goes, Do you know it sounds totally different when you go on? It's, it's gamesmanship, isn't it? Well, that's the idea. There was a thing that used to go on here. So the clubs that had the better sound systems, they would have a, a limiter. Yeah. And it would basically squash the system. So no matter how hard you hit the system, it would yeah. sound really bad. Yeah. And of course, if the DJ was his home, He'd have a little pen and he'd just go, and the system would just go bang. <laughs> go crazy. And this is what everybody said. Now the party begins. So the other guy opening up sound like, like, ah, oh. <laughs> terrible what they did to these guys. <laughs> I remember, oh, it was terrible. Yeah, but it's, yeah. It's a controlled thing. Of course it is. You know, and look, it, it, it's, all the time. You play so he got on and he popped that thing, and the system would be like Bertha roaring. Oh God. Yeah, but I was interested in listening to you. Um, you were talking last week to to to, to the to um to the guy and uh, talking, talking about yeah talking about being pestered when you're working and and I had. I was always, I was blessed, you know, once I started working at Flix, it was a cage and he had a lock on it. The guy used to warm up for me would be at the cage and, and he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't pester me, you know, it, 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 it just talked to people and everything. So I kind of got on with it. I couldn't have dealt with it in all of, I couldn't, I can't deal with those people coming over, you know. Yeah, but they want to get near you. Hey. They want to be up in that booth. They want to be. They want to be seen near you. Yeah, I know, but I'm working. You know, I'm working, and uh, it, it, I, you know, it's a, it's it's a distraction. But see, here's the question I ask everybody because I deal with this all the time too. Do you sometimes feel like you're a bartender when you're working in the booth? When you have too many people, like you feel like you got to say, "Hang on, everyone, wait." You're going like this. Hold on do the mix, and then turn back around and start talking to everybody again and then trying to be doing this at the same time. It's pretending. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, look, I, I, there was one guy who used to come along at our deal and he was really good and he, he always praised me as being one of his mentors. But the beauty of him was he would come in, sit down in the corner by the lighting control, and he wouldn't talk to me all the way through. And, and I always thought, now he can come in every week. Because it didn't, it didn't distract me, you know. They always said he was learning the skills, but it was, it was nice. You know, if someone was talking to me a lot, it's like, you know, um, I'm not aloof, but I just, I just, I, I do need that, do need that focus a little bit. And the great thing was heaven. You, you again, you were lifted up in a way, you know, people couldn't get to you. So, you know. Um, so you guys even had the situation like this, like we had in New York. You were handpicking your people to come in the club, huh? Yeah, at, at the beginning. And it was a good bit of publicity as well, you know, to say we were doing it like Studio 54. But, um, yeah, we, we, we were blessed. I mean, we, we, you got to realise we were in suburbia, you know, we're 25 miles out from London, and, and we were getting cues around the corner, you know, and we were playing up front soul and funk, you know. We, we were cutting-edge music on Thursday, Friday and Saturday, you know, um, I say Wednesday was a, an older night. Well, it's over twenty-five, but I mean they're everywhere now. But you know, and then um, and then uh, Tuesday was the teen scene. Uh, you know, we, we had all these different nights going on, and of course the Tuesday night was supplying eventually the weekend nights. You know, which is crazy because a Tuesday night's carrying. For example, like off camera, we were talking about this. That his Tuesday night, we, the blessing of the Tuesday night was he was able to get these great acts. For example, coming through. Like a yeah. gap down on Tuesday night. Exactly. Or one of his family members of the Jacksons, Jermaine. Jermaine he came down on the Thursday night with Robbie Vincent. Yeah. Okay. How does that work at a suburban club that's not in the main stage of London getting all these great acts? Yeah. How does right. that how does that happen? Because it's like Well, it works on a Tuesday, especially because there were six hundred kids of a record by an age. Get all together in one place, dancing, dancing to, 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 to black contemporary music, if you want, you know, R&B and everything. Um, so there was an audience that you could bring a star down that they'd been hearing their music. Patrice Russian, they all knew who Patrice Russian was. If you went to another club in suburbia, they wouldn't have a clue who that was. You know, Tina Marie, but I'd been playing it. So suddenly it comes in and they're like, whoa, 
Tina Marie. You know, I, I was like that. She said, well, it's Tina Marie. We're in the same way, square bit. Yo, this thing, yo. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it's what we were saying earlier, you know, that was all going on, and, and it was just part of how it was, Lenny. And I look back at it and think, oh, God, we were so blessed. So blessed. Yeah, look at we had Lonnie Liston-Smith come down one Friday, and he... I mean, you know, you know, over here, I don't know if it's the same in America, Expansions is a oh, massive record over here. That yeah. was a big garage type of record. Well, yeah. not every club played that. Well, he 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 come in, I put it on, and they danced. He looked at me and he went, I've never seen people dance like that to my tune. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's just, of course, as soon as I put it on, everyone goes, oh, and then run to the front dance. And it, I think you could see his look on his face was just, wow, you know. Beautiful, beautiful. You know, like you had, look, 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 Patrice, Patrice Russian. She looks like a, a the juvenile there, doesn't she? <laughs> jazz pianist she is, right? And then she's yeah. she's breaking out of jazz piano and doing these jazz type of songs and yeah. going into a more R&B-ish sound. And you guys are breaking it in, in England. Yeah, I know it's, it's great. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like um, Larry Blackman. Larry Blackman, he presented me with the 84 Best DJ Award. Fortunately, before he'd done Candy. <laughs> before he did Candy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not one of my, it's not my liked records. I don't, I don't, I do this dance to it, you know, don't you? The Candy dance. Be blessed that you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we, may, we may ask you to, to but here's, now here's something that, this is I gotta bring up. I'm gonna look at that picture. You and your brother. You're gonna have to explain that story, but let me get the picture first so I can show everybody that how you were doing this commercial night and this special night on Saturdays. What I did. Oh my god. Oh, here we are. Okay. So everyone, this is Colin and Dennis. Okay. Yeah. So Colin is the one with the big uh, jazz funk tie. And, yep. and Dennis is the one on the right with a white T-shirt. And, uh, and the, the reason that came about was <clears throat> after Robbie had left and, and, and Paul and Paul and Paul Oakenfold and uh, Pete Tong had been doing a Thursday night and nothing was working on the Thursday. We were trying to get something going. The, the Wednesday night was working. The Tuesday night was working. And, I said, you know what works in a load of clubs I worked at in the past is um, it's like a bride to be party night, birthday party, girls' night out thing, and um, and I kept and you know I kept auditioning DJs, and I said, look, I want a party night out, I want knees, you know, everything, knees up, mother brown, anything, anything, you know, all the commercial hits and more. Um, we had we had um, certificates made. We took pictures of girls who come in celebrating their birthdays and uh, bride to be nights. And uh, <clears throat> it wasn't working, and and every <clears throat> excuse me, every time I put someone in there, they're trying to play music that was you know flicks. They're trying to play weekend music. I was like, no, no, that's not what I want. I want, I want, I want horrible music. I want, I want real trashy, you know, party music. <laughs> and um, and the governor's Mike came to me and said, "Well, you seem to know what what you want. You do it." And I went, oh, "I can't. I can't do that. I'm, I'm coming up." I'm, too too cool, you know. I play all that stuff at the weekend. I can't play all that shit. And uh, I mean, I know I'll be my twin brother Dennis, who's a real jerk, and, and he dressed his naff. And I, I just wore all these terrible clothes, and 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 I used to I used to take the piss out of Colin Hud at the weekend as Dennis, saying, what do you, what do you, you know, because I'd see people coming down both nights and I'd be going, what are you coming on? And they go, oh, yeah, bye. And they'd be apologising why they went there on a Thursday to see Dennis, you know. Oh, yeah, but I didn't have anywhere to go and I came down and I was like, oh, you play trap music? Yeah, but it's, you know, he's it's a nice bloke. And anyway, the mad thing was that night went through the roof. It went, <laughs> went ballistic and it was all... Everything it was, tra it was trashy music. It was um, it was just party music, you know. It'd be a bit old mode, but to make it to make it tolerable for myself, that the party set I'd do for an hour, where it'd be crazy. I'd do one week would be Motown, another week would be 
you know, pop, and, and you know, another one one would be you know, old types of you know party music, just just to keep it refreshing for me. You know, stop me killing myself. They become a massive, massive night. I mean, they're queuing outside in the end. You know, crazy. We had to shut the doors at nine o'clock. It opened at eight. So yeah, it become a bit of a demon around my neck in the end. <laughs> I was Dennis, so it didn't matter. Christ. So that went on to, and then of course, I mean, we're into the '80s, into comfortably. But of course, as you said before, you were talking about being able to break on a Saturday. The house music stuff. Uh, do you know? Uh, I don't know about you, Lenny. When, <clears throat> when house music. I mean, I I just couldn't get my head around the, the hip hop thing. And then when house music come out, I just loved the energy. I loved hip house as well. When hip house come out, because it was it was the antichrist to to hip hop, you know, it was fun. It wasn't people threatening to kill each other and stab you and, you know, all that mother stuff, you know, it was just let it roll. <laughs> and, and I, you know, that was, that to me was, I was buzzing, I was buzzing with it. And, and I wanted to play it. And, and because of, by this time I, you know, I taught myself to mix quite well. So I could seamlessly kind of bring it in. Well, I think it's seamlessly. And, and, they, and if they're going in that mode, they would, they would keep rocking with it, you know, and, uh, and I remember Paul coming around my house once, you know, and at that time he was he hadn't done the IB for thing and, and I, it was just sitting around me. I say we used to play music for each other and I played him all, all of the stuff that I had, you know, um, of that tempo, you know, even Harry Truman underwater and everything, you know. And we both loved music. We used to love playing music to each other, you know. And uh, as I say, that's when I got that phone call from him, you know. Um, I guess I want to show, I want to show all the all-stars that <laughs> going from right to left that's bob jones on the right next to him is froggy next one in is trevor fung next one in is pete tong next one in is uh nikki holloway who you know uh sean french and then myself all with beaming smiles <laughs> wow and some went on to become Legends and legends, as we know it, Tom. Legends and legends, yeah, 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 very, very still much so. And still going strong, still yeah. going strong. And probably still in their 50s. Yeah, still in their 50s, right? Everybody's still in their 50s, going stronger than ever. <laughs> but, you know, this is where, okay, so then, you know, you mentioned about you and Oki. They made it, these two made it to Wembley to play. Yeah, we, that was really funny. So, you know, we'd done that. We, we did Spectrum, and and then after the Acid House thing blew out here, you know, we, we, you know, uh, it, we, we went into uh, Land of Oz. Uh, and then I remember Paul phoning me up one day, and he went, uh, he said, uh, it was in 1992, he went, I've got a gig for you next summer. I went, what's that? He went, he said, you're playing from, for 30 to 100,000 100, people all over Europe. All through the summer, he said, "I can't do it. I want you to help me out." And I went, "Okay." So I leave it to think about it. I went, "Okay," and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, you know, some of my thought patterns. And I went, "I thought someone's got a really big rave scene going in Europe. I don't know. I don't know what it is." And I, I couldn't. Really, anyway, he phoned me up the next night. He went, um, "In fact, I went, yeah." He says, "With you too." Anyway, I'll let you get your head around that, and um, and yeah. that was it. A poster. Get yeah. everybody. He he couldn't do all the dates. We had forty dates, and he said, "I, you know, he said, I want you to do it." He said, "Because, you know, who do you get to, you know?" And uh, of course, I, I I took it on. So can you imagine? We did. I mean, my favourite, one of my favourites was, I walked down. I didn't send you that picture, and I should have done. Do you know? Do you know the the Berlin Stadium where Hitler blanked Jesse Owens? Yes. Yeah. I'm, I've got a picture of me standing beside Jesse Owens. And, and as you walk down this long concourse, you're into, and you can even see the black bit where, where Hitler was sitting, you know. And I was in that stadium like that, that night, you know. It, it was a pinch me moment, you know. I mean, so I did 20 dates all around Europe. So a couple I did with Paul. Um, and, um, and of course, on the dressing room door, you had that that's Colin Hudson Zoo Roper um, on your dressing room door. And, uh, it's a funny story. Once I was, I was in Cologne, and I was I walked across from my dressing room and said, "Colin, I did, across the road from me was Lou Reed 
on the dressing room box me. And I'm standing there and I'm I'm still a I'm still a I'm still a fan, you know, I'm a fan of, of music, Lenny, you know, and I, I stood there and I'm having my moment, I'm looking at I'm opposite Lou Reed's dressing room with Lou Reed on it and a girl come walking along from uh, Stereo MCs, one of the backing singers, she went, uh, we're you looking at? I went, it's Lou Reed. And she went, who's that then? And I thought, oh, she's just a young girl. Do you know what I mean? And it's just, it's one of those moments, you know, who's Elvis? You know, and I was like, I was, oh, it, it, don't, it don't matter. Don't worry about it. But that's what you're dealing with, everyone. Look at that. That's Fineroid Stadium. That was our first first night at Fineroid Stadium. Cracking that door open for you too. Yeah, and and, and respect to you too because they, you know, they treat well. We we were artists. We we were we were on the same tour. We were on the same plane. You know, they, they talked to us. It was they were they were they were having a crack with us all the time, and we were, we was they treat you like they're equals. You know. Um, and really lovely guys. And you're on it. So we had to do was we had a 45 minute in between one band and then thir no, 30 minutes in between one band and then 45 minutes in between the next band, which, which was you too. Um, you know, and uh, it's a crazy, crazy moment. But the come down. Oh, oh, at the end of the tour. Oh. Can you imagine? You know, you've had motorcycle escorts, you've had, you're on the U2 plane, you've had fans cheering everything. Suddenly you're indoors, back in Essex, in your flat, feeling flat. Loki <laughs> <laughs> phoned me up once and went, we need another tour. I went, gosh, it's terrible. And uh, I spoke to a friend of mine, Finton, um, who was the stylist, and he went, yeah, it's, uh, you've got to be careful of the crash. Um, yeah. We yeah. were all jealous of all of you. And huh? we were all jealous because we said, man, DJs are on. That was the first of its kind. I know. I know. And, you know. They opening before it ever happened. And they were groundbreaking. I mean, for you two to do that, to embrace dance music, you know. And we we started playing, you know, me and Paul talked about what the plan. We started playing a bit of rock music and Paul walked up to me once and went, he said, the band is saying, look, we don't need to play rock. You know, we, we are the rock. You're here to do something else, you know. And and it's cool, you know. They're, they're actually saying, look, do your thing. Don't, don't want to do our thing. We're a rock band, you know. We've got rock artists coming on, you know. Well, you could have came out like this and gave it <laughs> <laughs> in confession time and asked over in Wembley. <laughs> Fancy dress nights, yeah. Oh. yeah. The, oh, father, father, we need help, Father. Can you help us? I, I can't remember. Did I send you that one? I shouldn't have sent you that. Kajagoogoos. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, British people know that. You probably, you probably, I mean, that was Kajagoogoo. They came down one Tuesday night, and next week they were number one in the charts. Not because they'd come down on the Tuesday night, but... You know, that's how crazy it's it was. That's you know? because you played the record everybody went to buy. No, I did not play the record. never heard the record before they got there. But, of course, once they'd been there, you know, I had to play it for a few weeks. But, uh, yeah, that was crazy, you know. But you know, very distinctive look. <laughs> you know, he's had everyone. Look, he's been around Sarita. Sarita. Steve is, Steve is uh, ex. Stevie won his ex-wife. I think we all think this is Evelyn Champagne King. Yeah. And, yeah. the, and the fella behind them, we're not sure. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> it's just looking moody. That's all, Oliver Cheatham. You know, I'm really appreciating those those braces you have on the suspension. Yeah, yeah. No, I used to go for look now and again, but there you go. <laughs> You're great enough to have the wardrobe. I just, uh, I just, I just. Oh, look, these and then pay the DJs the same as they pay them now. No, I just uh, I used to like dressing up a little bit, you know. Well, as you can see, not dressing up, but you know. But, but you were always, you know, we would say right tight for the night, you know. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, perfect. Right and tight. Right and tight. <laughs> look, look at this one, everyone. See this big speaker. This is the reason why he mentioned before when he put this picture up on Facebook. That's Shalimar, okay, performing at Flix. First question I asked him is, we knew who the people were. The question I wanted to know was, what American designer built the system? Because I'm looking going, that's an Altec Lansing. 
He goes, no, no, you're right, but no, it's not that. I'm like, I need the story. Yeah. Well, it's a story how that that was a custom that was the custom built sound system, you know, because we'd come back from America, we'd we'd obviously seen Richard Long's outfit in the in the tunnel, which you know, and I heard you guys talking last week, you know, what a club. And I just still can't believe I left at half past twelve thinking it was the demise of this club that's about to close at two. We went into this place, it's like a parking garage. <laughs> Empty. Oh gosh. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so you know, Mike had seen it, he'd heard it, he was a forward thinking manager, and um yeah, we, we went in there and we, we got a, a, t- a team in to, to to make an impressive you know, we were an impressive club, and, and as I kept saying, you know, if you if you if you're gonna be the best club, you should have the best sound. We had great lights, we had some of the best lighting in there, you know, but people don't dance to the lights, so they dance, they dance to the sound, don't they? You know, so we had a, a great sound system, and um, yeah, I mean, it, and and we were playing great music as well. So you put it all together: great, great club, great music, great sound system. And of course, when house music come along, it sounded fantastic on that system. Because <laughs> those records in the beginning were not mixed that great; they didn't sound so great. So they, you need a really big system because yeah. they were very bottom heavy. Yeah, do you know? Do you know uh, who blew me away when they came down? And I, I think of all of them that come down as a DJ, Mantronics turned up one night. Oh, Curtis Mantronic, okay. Yeah. And they come in, uh, and you know when you just sit there and like, I just, I just crossed my arms and just, because they said, do you want to go on for a bit? I mean, yeah. And I just sat back and I thought, wow. You know, you know when someone takes, takes, it, takes it to the altar? It's <laughs> just, yeah, just do what you want. <laughs> He was the hot guy at that time. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was fancy, you know. It was fancy, and it just—it didn't seem difficult. It just—it just did what he did, and I, I, you know, a bit like when Yogi was on. I'm like, yeah, take me to church, right? You got to get a church moment. Yeah, yeah. And then, then of course, good old Ramsey Lewis. We just lost him this week at the eighties, and Jeff Young. Yeah, Jeff Young. Jeff Young. Actually, Jeff. It was Jeff put a post on Facebook. I didn't know Ramsey had passed. And, um, yeah, of course, I knew I'd sent you this picture because we had Ramsey had come down and, uh, yeah, died, what, two days ago. And, of course, Herbie Hancock come down as well. We had Herbie Hancock. Dude, you like had everybody coming to We had, we had, I mean, can you believe Mays turned up? Mays turned up. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I was selling some record once, and my mate brought it back and said, do you want this back? I thought I had a couple of Lies in New Orleans albums. He went, do you want this, mate? I went, no, I've got two. But this one's got autographs on it. I went, yeah, yeah. you can have the other one. Right. <laughs> yeah, we had we had everyone. We were really, really blessed. We were very lucky. Robbie Vinton was very powerful, and him and Jeff on a Thursday night, they were, they were going, do you know, it's like that picture of the fancy dress I sent you. That was 99% people turned up on a VE night dressed up, you know, as American GIs or... If you... I'm going to show... Please, no one get offended. It was just a dress-up, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I want you to look... Could you imagine doing this now? They would... You, you couldn't do it now. You couldn't do it now. There would be so much Jerry, a head door. Right. Head door, a swastika on I know. I know. But they, look, that's 19... 19- 1979. And uh, let me ask again: Is that a pistol, a plastic pistol, like where he's? Under- yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, yeah. And everyone, Jay, Lady, I forgive you not. Everyone was in fancy dress. Everyone was dressed up as GIs, um, you know, wrens, uh, uh, all sorts. You know, it, it was a. It's amazing. I've got a video. I mean, I see you. I'll send you over the video of it. You wouldn't believe it. You know, it's a, you could it could never happen these days. Not just that fancy. Just getting oh, that many people dressed up. God no! You can't do anything now. Everyone's offended. Oh, on the PC. You do. I don't care if it's a race thing. Anything. You're ra- It's it's a religion. If if it encroaches on race, it's color. It's creed. Oh, it's like don't do it. Don't do it. I I I don't know about you. I've I've actually got friends on 
I've actually put on Facebook sometimes, you know, and, and someone's put something, and, and, I've, and I've, the, what I've written, I'm like, why are you my friend? You know my humour. You know where I go with stuff. I'm not, I'm not nasty. I'm not a nasty man, but, you know, if you can't see that as a joke, just, just unfriend me, you know. I, I'm a funny guy, you know. Don't take it personal. And, and if, you're, if you're a snowflake, you shouldn't be on my page, <laughs> really. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm very good at upsetting people. Well, tell me, tell me, you know, we're hearing all the wonderful, great experiences. Tell me the hardships of dealing with this too. You know, that's another thing that people don't really talk about. You know, getting the, you know, music changes, bad changes. Some of us lost jobs over things like that. Uh, Jan, uh, I'm, look, it's no, I'm no, um, it's no, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm, I, 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 uh, I discovered alcohol at some point. Um, yeah. You mean yeah. brewed it? <laughs> no. I, I, no, what, what happens? I was, I was generally, you know, I wasn't a drinker. I used to, um, I used to, uh, I, 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 I had the DJ, you know, I'd, I'd have a couple of brandy lemonades and then drive home. But um, I, I was going through a breakup and it was like the only person going through this breakup with my wife, you know. And uh, and I remember I, every time I'd get a bad letter, I would, I'd, turn, I'd turn to drink. And the, one of the worst things I did, and I'm not blaming it, um, was in the house scene. Uh, by this time, I was working prolifically on the house scene. And a friend of mine, Nobby, I remember saying to him, do you want to be my driver? And he was okay. And I paid him to be my driver. Well, that's the worst thing that ever happened because suddenly I could, you know, and then I heard someone behind me sniffing something and then saying, the great thing about this is you can drink as much as you like. And it turned out they were right. And and so my alcoholism started um, started um, evolving, you know. I mean, even, even through U2 experience, I, I knew not becoming that. I knew I was an alcoholic. I knew I had an issue. And I'd walk into the dressing You know what a rider is, Larry. I know you do. I'd walk into the dressing room. There, there would be my rider, which would be a bottle of wine, a few cans, da-da-da-da-da. I'd take my jacket off and I'd throw it over it so I couldn't see it. Because I knew if I started on that, I was in trouble. You know, I wouldn't be able to stop. And I couldn't afford to let the show down. Um, so and I was there. I was an, an alcoholic trying to control my drinking, um, and I, I, I say it was. By the time I got to nineteen ninety nine, um, I had to throw the towel in. You know, suddenly the, the gigs were disappearing. I was, you know, um, also the same with Nikki Holloway too. Nikki Holloway, when believe it or not, yeah. he he phoned me up once, or I phoned him up about something, and his the end of his conversation was. Because he'd got recovery by then, or some sort of recovery. And he phoned me up and he turned to, I'll be honest, Cole, I don't know anyone needs a 12-step program more than you. <laughs> my eyes. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the signs were coming. I had a friend of mine come round once after we'd been out, and he, he, he said, I can't go out with you anymore. And I went, why? We had a good laugh last night. I mean, yeah, we did. Your reliability. He said, if I'm honest, you know, I'll I, I do anything else with you. I can't have a drink with you anymore. So, you know, I'd say about three months after that, I was I was in the rooms of a certain fellowship that remains anonymous, um, you know. What is my liability? I can't see that you're a fighter. You're not a ball. I, I can't see you brawling. Ball no, it's, it's my mouth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's what my friend said. He said, I'll, I'll be honest, you would have been filled in a few times if I hadn't been with you, he said, but I'm a big bloke and I'm with you, he said, but you were a liability to be out with, you know, and it was, uh, you know, my mouth would uh, just run away. I mean, I had no, when I was drinking, Lenny, I had no, I mean, I still don't have a lot of filters now, but I looked a, a lot more than I had when I, when I was drinking, I'd said it, whatever come in my head, I would say it, and, it's, and it wasn't nice, you know, it's everything you think people don't need to hear. You know, obviously. <laughs> this is what I tell people about alcohol and drugs. The gates and the filtration system that would make you stop yourself from saying it are no longer there. Yeah. You know, they just, it just, what? Mm. And then once it's, yeah. like, it's, I always say, it's like once you throw the stone through the glass window and it shatters, 
there's no way of putting that back together again. No, exactly, exactly. No way. So that you know, I, I felt fortunate. I, I sought help, and and then slowly, you know, I gave up for a while, and then slowly I sort of started picking up. I started picking up the piece again. Started making music again, and so when one that did his one when one's career is this career, you know, and I want to show this to everybody. Look at the weight of the world you're leaving. <laughs> his world, you know what I'm saying? This is this is what he's dealing with. This is the kind of stress he's got to deal with on a day to day. When you're leaving this lifestyle, you know, and I understand you're married and stuff. Of course, it's all all in good humor. What does one go and do? What 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 did you find yourself occupationally doing? Um, I didn't. I, I just well, well, I went, I went, I went to Thailand, like you do. Um, and I, I did a Google Thailand. Yeah, I, I did a TEFL course. Unless you're retiring and you're looking for a new wife, I get it. But most yeah. of the time, you don't go to Thai. Okay. Well, funny you should say that. But I, I, I went to Thailand and and I did a TEFL course, which is teaching English as a foreign language abroad. And, and by this time, I had some uh, a lot of the, I had a lot of twelve step program running around in me and. Um, I'm slowly becoming kind of employable again, you know. And um, yeah, I was teaching. I was teaching kids. I was teaching kids English. You know, this Essex boy, you know, was in was in Thailand teaching English to twelve year old kids, and I was teaching business English. And you know, um, and as I say, I suddenly become. It was a really funny. A friend of mine, Ray Keith, was appearing in Koh Samui once, and I, and I the person I was really. I know this guy, and I remember walking, and he looked at me, and he's and he's he's the one who's always credited me for his partly of his career. He's a jungle DJ now, and his mouth said, "What are you doing?" I was like, "What are you doing here?" Um, and and funnily enough, he's he's the guy you might have seen in the interview that um, credits me for for starting. I mean, I, how can I influence someone who's become a jungle DJ, <laughs> jungle drum and bass? I think it was because when I was Land of Oz, to mix things in, you know, with the tempos, you had to be cranked right up. Everyone said to me, you always mix plus eight. I was like, no, I don't. It might be plus a lot, but it would slowly be going back down again to make it sensible, you know. But I think people had this thing. But I would mix very fast all the time. In tempo-wise or just move changes? Speed, speed of one record. I wanted... You just, sometimes I wanted... Boom, 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 boom. I was so, getting excited. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Once a crossfade was going, if I had two bits... Oh, right, cut and chop. Right. This is the reason he sent me this. <laughs> I have to show this. Now it makes sense. See, every picture has a story. He was, he, this is what he was known for. Breaking crossfaders. <laughs> see the, <laughs> see where it's metal fatigue. <laughs> You know, people go to war. He gave that thing the the war. <laughs> oh, which remember it's a moment. I, I mean, I walked in one Monday night, and these uh, the two sound guys come up to me, and it was just so polite. They loved the music, and what we did there. And I went, oh, please, Colin, it's costing us so much money. It's the third time we've had to replace this crossfader. Can you just please try and be more gentle? You know, and they were so polite. I, don't, I think it was the last time I broke it after that because they were just so polite. <laughs> I've kept. I've still got that crossfader. It's out in my, in my, in my kitchen. <laughs> Important part of this is to the people on the stand. You know, the, the 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 alcohol and all the substances around all of us is very easy. Yeah, it's all there. It's not like you have to go and spend money. This stuff's all around you. Yeah. So of course, like you said, things are not going so great, and you're doing more to take care of, you know, to get through the day or the evening, as we say. Um, do you have any regrets after the fact of doing that? Yeah, that, there's a thing, because, I mean, you, you met Keely's here with me now. Hello, but I must say, as a sacrifice walking around the Queen's um, laying in state tonight to be here with me, so... I'm sorry, Keely, we apologize, <laughs> but unfortunately, you need this gentleman to We've already had him booked. We had no idea that the Queen would be leaving us. I, I, it's okay. I'll be paying the penance for this for weeks. Get free stuff it out. But, but um, what was I, was I going to say? Uh, look, the thing is, back to your question. If, 
all those things that have happened, I mean, with the, the place where I am there, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Keely. It, it's, it's, it's kind of at the end, not at the end of my road, but I'm with the person that I really want to be with, you know, saying all this to try and redeem myself. But no, I, <laughs> no but what I'm saying is what, how it's, what's happened has got me when it's happened at that point. If, if I said, Oh, I look back, I wish I hadn't done that. If I hadn't done that, then I wouldn't be at this place I am now. So, you know, I mean, I love, I love now, Len, Larry, I love uh, Lenny, I love going to meetings, you hey, know, the, the watching meetings. Yeah, Larry. <laughs> Yeah, I love I love going to meetings now. You know, I love I, I try and be spiritually intact and, and help people. Um, you know, by, by example, you know, my life has changed since I stopped drinking. I would never have met Keely if I if I'd have been drinking. No one would have wanted to be with me how I was when I was drinking. You know, during oh, I can understand, especially if, if your friends, the close friends who are bigger than you, saying you're a liability. You must have been serious with things you yeah. came. There was a time also that you were in the middle of DJing. You were also dabbling with the studio too. Yeah, I'm still doing it. I've still, I've still got it here. I'm still, I'm still making. Tunes. Funny enough, I just, I, 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 you know, I look back and I thought, yeah, I've had a few tunes out now, and I've got a lot of stuff. Out. I've actually just started putting stuff up on YouTube, and I don't, I'm not, I didn't realize how much I'd done and, until I started going through and oh, I did that and I did Billy Idol and I did. Blue aeroplanes, and you know, and I've started putting them up on my channel because, and I didn't realize there's 30 or 40 tracks I've done over there, you know. And I, and, I, and now, the guy I did, um, the guy that I did audio deluxe with, um, Paul Ball, mm -hmm. I was looking for a program to use, and he it put me on the Bitwig, which and he went, Look, the way you are, I think that you know, I couldn't, I couldn't get on with Ableton, but he said, I think you're like that. And it, it was the making of me. It just seemed to work how I wanted it to, um, you know. So yeah, I've, I, yeah, I've had that. Um, it's no surprise and springs of love, and you know a few other bits and pieces of <coughs> being successful. Did my name was nineteen eighty nine. I did Manic MCs Mental, um, and we, were, we had a chart entry with that. The trouble is, my partner at the time, bless him, bought bought about thirty copies at different record shops, and over here with the way that it works you know didn't you and uh basically we got it's called weighted so you were going to go high up in the chart but because someone looks like they've done something wrong they dropped you down in the chart so whereas we would have gone in high we went in at 28 so yeah so there you go so you actually were remixing and djing six nights a week but yeah. Also, check this everybody. See now, Carl Cox. Look at that. And playing with the other guys like Carl Cox and Fabio. Yeah. Watching all that too. All of us. All of us. I mean, at that time, we we would we would uh, you know uh, we we I was I was a busy boy in London. You know, <laughs> it was me, Oki, Trevor Fun, Coxy, Fat Tony. Um, you know, we we would uh, uh, run it, and you know. Yeah, we were we were we were busy boys, right? <laughs> and then I kind of then I you know I I started getting the you know I mean I started getting the, I mean we had the best I used to do a legends on a Saturday night in, in the old Burlington Street and we used to drive there and I'd look up at Piccadilly lights and I'd say to my mate who was driving <laughs> by then I said we're going to the best club in London on a Saturday night. You know, and how, how good that? I mean, it was a couple of years of that. You know, a guy called Paul Dennis had, had, had me there, and it was, it really was the best night in London on on a Saturday night. You know, fantastic. And and, and there, you know, George Michael would be in the club, Millie Vanilli. Um, you know, um, to just to just be there. <laughs> just they were. Yeah, Jack Nicholson was there one night. <laughs> you know, when they filmed Batman, him and Harry Dean Stanton were in. Here, Harry Dean Stanton in the VIP bar in Legends, you know, it's just, um, and, and someone says, going, well, no, no, I was working, you know, I mean, I've always, that's, that's, I'm not, I'm not a star shagger, you know, it, it's like, it, it's, it's nice when they're there, but I'm not one of these that, you know, sucks up, really, you know.
It doesn't look like that after all the pictures, does it? <laughs> We gotta really like, like, like take that into consideration. I'm going. Wait, wait, wait! Don't go nowhere. Get the cat. <laughs> my my motto used to be. My motto was, if I don't get this on film, no one's ever gonna believe me. Do you know the 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 thing was though? It went All back, make went, it happen. It's, it's gonna. No, happen. when it when when it got to the eighties. Uh, no, no the late 80s towards the 90s there were a lot of things going on then in clubs and people weren't taking photos because people didn't want their photo taken their uh, photos weren't too good (laughs) (laughs) so uh, it was a good thing there was no cameras about so i think everyone just kind of got on with their thing didn't they in fact yeah no press how do you think it works now do you feel comfortable with everyone with this social media situation coming from pre-social media and then living in the 80s when the news clippings would become part of the the week to week because it did make it more famous you know like the magazines were coming more dmc and disco net all those magazines were coming out mix mag and dj and stuff did you think it was a really good progression to where we are now. I'm not. I'm not sure about the, the social media so much. I mean, I, you know, it's good for promoting gigs, but the whole scene's so so changed now. Um, I've never used a sync button. What? <laughs> no, no, exactly. You know, that's a good. No, I, 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 I come down, but I come from somewhere where. Uh, if I'm out, I, I want to hear. I want to hear. I want to hear someone mix it. I want to hear it go out. I want to hear them push it back in. I love that. The correct, That's my buzz. Correctiveness, right? You know, I don't. I don't want to hear someone going. Yeah, of course. And there's another genre of music. I know I've gone off on one here, but there's another genre of music. And I was out with Keely once at a club. She went, "Why are you upset?" And I went, "She went, you, you like these tunes?'" I went, "I like the original of these tunes, but it's like Jive Bunny's put this backbeat behind them all, and it's the same backbeat." You know, uh, and it's it, it means mixing's all right. Of course, it's mixing all right. It's the same beat all the way through. You know, it's like it, and it's and it's for me, it's soulless. You know, and it was. Um, I talked Kate one during the, the lockdown here. We were doing obviously she got hair sun on them, and, and it, it got shut down for the hair sun. So all this equipment up here, we took to Keely's in the hair salon, and we were doing broadcast and everything and uh, equipment yeah. everyone you bought the whole yeah. so well maybe it's cdj's so uh and uh so i was doing a broadcast and i was going in there mixing up and she said to me one day she went um can you show me how to work here i went yeah sure so you know introduced her how to play it boom 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 left her in there i was in the other room watching the telly in the house and then one day she came in there and so she went yeah it's all right she said um I said, what? She said, we're not, no, that's not everything, is it? So I said, what? So she went, well, that other stuff you do. I went, oh, well, you want to mix? And she went, yeah, that looks like fun. So I talked to Mix, and you know, it's like if you've ever talked to someone, she was in there one night, six o'clock in the, six, six hours. She came in, it was dark outside. She went, the lights are gone. She went, I didn't realize the time. I said, no, we, we knew you was in there. But you know, when someone cracks it, the joy of mixing, and and she had cracked it, and 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 she, and she was enjoying it, you know, putting it on, and then um, and I bought her, con- she bought her a controller, you know, and I showed her, well, this is the way you can do it, you can run it off your computer and everything, and and she's trying to do it with that, and of course I taught her how to do it with split queuing because I have one tune playing there and the other playing in there, and that's how I've always done it. Um, so anyway, she was trying to do it, and I said, well, you could press that button there. And it, of course, it went Doom, and locked in. And she went, well, "That's cheating, isn't it?" I said, "Well, I think so." Right. <laughs> but there's a lot of people doing it. <laughs> there's a hell of a lot of guys that are playing with that record. Yeah. And and do you know what? It's yeah. all right. It, it is what it is. Look, you know, I'm sure when the first electric guitar come along, there was someone really upset that they've made it electric. I'm sure when the first electric piano come along, there was someone making a fuss. You know, look. Things move on. I just know for me, I like I like hearing I like hearing if, you, if the art of it. I suppose is, is what I'm trying to say. You know, someone just playing this. Um, you know, 
uh, and I bring the family back with a jum 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 same beat as the next one that's going to go. You know, it's that's not that's not something I want to hear anyway. You know, I'm not a purist. Well, obviously I'm a bit, but you know, I like I like creativity, and 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 some of it I find quite Neanderthal. Um, and 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 the Facebook thing, I. Is that there's that picture which you must have seen back in the seventies? Everyone's dancing, and back in the nineties, everyone's holding the phone up, you know. And it's and that's what it's like, you know. I, even I, I get it. I was just watching the pageantry today, and I, I love I love our pageantry and our queen and everything we've done. But I look, everyone's watching it, but they're watching it with a camera up. As well, they want the, they want the footage to watch later. They want the footage, yeah. But but it's part of me thinking it. There's something about just embracing it you know and um it's funny keely's daughter i know has been to that today and and they're not allowed to have cameras with them and she she was saying what a memory it is that that she's just in because that's turn turn the phones off and everything so she's actually got something that she's had to to soak up you know and she said it's a beautiful image that she's got that image you know it's not on social media she can't put it out there hey wait a minute no one gets this except Colin Hart. He had <laughs> okay. He had the queen with him at Flex. All right, come on now. No, 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 no. That's that's a, a lady in this country called Jeanette, Jeanette Charles. Jeanette Charles, and I, I don't know when that was. That must have been the fifth or fourth. Last Jubilee. So last Jubilee must be fifty years. Yeah. Might, I'm trying to think that was 30 years ago. Might have, yeah, might have been more. That that would have been 30, 40, yeah. It was one of them. It might have been 30. Oh, I don't know. She's how, how, how is, look at him. He's got the, he's got the queen. I know. I've got, there's a picture up on my wall of her knighting me as well in the office. That's, um, yeah. <laughs> That's as close as you got at your MBE, huh? I know, I know. But yeah, it was, it was great, you know, because, uh, yeah, it was just, yeah. We put a lot of time in the in, in the things we did at Flicks. You know, as I say, Mike was a was it he was a, a, a great um a great dreamer, great, you know, he you know, to do the things he did, you know, uh, you know, to get to go to America to listen to sound systems on my uh, suggestion, you know, it's it's a fantastic thing. How many club owners really would go, yeah, that's a good idea, let's go. Because there was a time when club owners cared. Yeah, yeah. They want to hear one, two, three, shake your body down. <laughs> they want to hear it right. Then in the 80s, the bar became the focus. Don't mm. worry about the sound. Let's make the mm. bar look beautiful. Mm. But are people not sweating? They're not drinking. No, 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 exactly. I know, I know. It's, it's, there's all those paradoxes that go on. I mean, and then, and then suddenly you, you, get, you get to the house scene and no one's drinking. Right. Oh, oh, oh. No drinking. No one's fighting. The football terraces are all calmed down. You know, everyone dropping a knee and loving everybody. Say a lot of water was being drank. Yeah, a lot of water, and and I think the government thought, hang on, we can't tax water. <laughs> we need to stop these it's parties the now. It's the problem now. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. exactly what happened, and that's why they came up with that law: yeah. can't dance in the field. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Was, yeah. You've given us has, have, I do want to give um, this a shout to because there was a moment when I was ringing him during COVID and he asked me to wait. You know, his brother's been next to him through thick and thin, Alan. Yeah. And I've got two brothers, Alan and George. Alan used to come along and set the carnivals up with me. Um, yeah, George is George is on on the right, and Alan's on the left there, uh, and uh, that was that was our wedding celebration on November eighth in uh, in Grays, uh, the blessing, and a uh, 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 month after that, my brother passed away. Yeah, I, I was just calling in and saying, "Would you do the show?" And he says, "Len, I can't." I went, "Oh no, called mm. at the wrong time," but you know, you're never ready for that. No, and of course, unfortunately, then, as I said to you, you know, three weeks after his wife died. I mean, you, you, if, if you're right, making a film up, you say, "No, it's getting silly now." You know, I'm not watching it anymore. You know, hey, I'm not going to watch this. Yeah, it's, it's crap. <laughs> so, yeah, so you know, in that time, you know, there was there was 
there was two, you know, a girl and a boy lost their mum and dad, and there, there was five kids lost their great grand, their grandparents. You know, and we were all, yeah, we, I, you know, I said to you at the time, and you know, I, I lost my mojo for for a few months. I just couldn't. Uh, I didn't. You know, I, the radio show, I just stopped. I, I stopped. I was stopping the week before. You know, um, I did one more show after my brother passed away because that was my finishing date and radio i don't know but radio's not really my thing i don't the whole it's back to that this is that was no let's be funny da 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 you know and it's it just unnatural i'm not a club dj i want people in front i want i want to i want to i want to try and make that empty spot fill up with people dancing you know i can't do that on radio the only one i did enjoy a long time ago was was jay jay asked me to do a set for uh, crib and I said, "Will you just, no, just play DJ? He only wants to mix it." Yeah, exactly. And I sent him over, and he, he come back, and he's like, "Wow, man!" Blah blah blah. And I'm like, oh, "I just thought, you know, that for me, that's that's what I want to hear. I, no one's going to say anything I really want to hear." Yeah, we want to see this cool looking dude just play records. I don't want to hear the microphone. Microphone <laughs> down. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I've had to learn how. To... Oh God. I think it was because of the BBC generation thing that happened when mm. the essential selection began and, and you know, all the guys were going on to radio and, you know, yes, they wanted these dance records played, but they wanted commentating in between yeah. the listeners intrigued and locked. But in a nightclub? No. I don't want to hear it all night. A little bit here and there is cool. But not all night. I want to hear the. I mean, we we have the you know I listen to internet radio and you know and it's a here's a shout out here's a shout out here's a shout out and I'm saying no I know you want to embrace your crowd but you know let the record play and then it's more no just you know. Americans came back in the eighties and told us that they went to England to DJ. He says you're not going to believe this, but these guys talk all night. What do you mean talk all night? They're barely mixing. They're just playing a record in it. Talking in between and play the next one. We're like, yeah, yeah. why? Yeah. We never, we never, we don't, wait a minute, like a radio, TV, like a ra- I said, they're putting commercials on too. You can almost put the commercials on too. And you, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, but, but, but do you know when it, when it went to mixing, um, you know, or, or, as I say, when it, was, when it started happening, I was one of those who didn't think it would catch on because a bit like I never thought no smoking in clubs would catch on, you know, oh. it was just because that's all I knew. I just thought, well, they're not going to stand for that. But, of course, now, you know, I've, I've been at a club where someone's asked, Go out show. you're spoiling me, bun, shut up, you know. Um, you know. Okay. Not... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Colin Hurd, you've been a treat, a scholar of the game, a recovering man from, from as we, as we would say, thick and thin, because you had to kind of, work it all through and maybe you went if you didn't make that choice to stop you may not have been with us so i don't think i would have been i don't i don't think i would have been not the way you know and, and do you know what that was a point in my life where i didn't want to be with anyone it was just uh, i thought I'd, i was better off out of here you know that's where the madness takes you you know you can actually think I, i'm actually helping everyone if i'm not here you know and that's that's not normal thinking you know um, and thanks to, as I say, uh, Nicky Holloway was one of those early days, um, and my friend Jason is no longer with us now. You know, two people who, at that time in my life, you know, pointed me in a in a, in a direction. You know, and I, I'm very grateful for that. You know, God bless. I suppose I should mention Paul Paul Oakenfold, shouldn't I? Okay. Well, I remember. <laughs> When he got me, when we was doing, when we started doing that, you know, as I said, I told you, you know, when he asked me to come along, but don't talk. And, uh, but I said to him, you know, it's a great gig, and he went, "You gave me the biggest club I'd ever done." I said, what, "What's that?" He said, "Flicks," and uh, he's one of those. He plays it, and well, you know, just because of that, but he, he plays it back. You know, he remembered, remembered I'd given him flicks and everything, which is a big room to to do. You know, it wasn't hundred percent successful, but. Um, yeah, he's he, we had we had so much fun with Paul all the way through through the through the for Spectrum from Land of Oz, um, 
and, and he was the one, if people don't realise this, he said to me, when we were doing a uh, spectrum, he said, anyone ask you about the Spanish stuff, tell them we play Balearic. Oh, yeah, let me show you that. Look. Yeah, but there was no there was no Balearic music. We, we, he kind of invented that. And it was like amb ambient house. It's like next door, we had Jimmy from KLF playing all sorts of random music. And it's like, yeah, tell them it's ambient house. So we was inventing all these different things just, just for a crack, you know, just. And it's stuck. People stuck, you know, and it's like, hey, because somebody would ask you, hey, mate, what are you playing? And you probably turn around and go, Balearic. Yeah. And they would go, right, that's a Balearic. <laughs> next thing you know, exactly. you went to the, to the high floor asking for the record guy, do you know about this Balearic sound? The only, the only thing I'll say, the great thing about that time, 88, 89, and, and that what became the Balearic sound, you could play everything. You could play hip hip house. You, you could play techno. You could play acid house. You could play melodic house. Um, I mean, I think Joe Smooth was Soulful House before each Soulful House was even invented. I, you know, that... that that cracks me up, the soulful house. You know, there's kids now that didn't like house music that actually they're happy with the soulful... I play soulful house. But, well, it was soulful house back in 88, mate. It's, you know... But it has got a beautiful vocal to it. It's soulful house. And real chord progressions that actually move with the vocal. It's not like a one-chord stab. Yeah. That's a soulful house record. Yeah. But I always thought it was, unless somebody's going to correct me, they're probably going to send me fan mail later saying, you're wrong, Lenny. <laughs> you're rocker. Yes, and hey, it is. I like, I like that back then. You know, as, as I say, you could play, no one was going, uh, you know, oh, you can't play that. You can't play that. You, you just, it was all, it was all good, you know. And then I noticed, I don't know how you were, you got to 90 and 91, then suddenly started fragmenting this deep house, techno and two-step and hard hardcore. And, and suddenly it was, all, it was a bit like it had been before. It started becoming fragmented and everyone going in their own little... And then it, you know, and then everyone started sniffing cocaine and, and ecstasy had disappeared and it was everyone's holding the wall up. And, you know, yeah, I noticed the meteoric change in, in well, over, clubs over here. I don't know what's changed because you had to feed the drug. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Faster and harder, darker yeah. and faster. Yeah. Drugs would change. Yeah. Yeah. That's why children don't do well. Just say no. Yeah. Be <laughs> like Nancy Reagan when Ronnie Reagan took office. Me and Kenny Carpin always say this. She was the one that pushed that thing that said, just say no. Yeah. After I finished doing what I just did. <laughs> and on that note everyone we'd like to thank Colin Hart for the magical moment of sharing his life with us on Two House Stories 